From the red and black, this is the front page. It's Friday, April 10th. For the foreseeable future, we're working remotely. And this week, we talked to students who have had a transition from hands-on in-person classes to online classes. We'll see how they've adjusted so far and what their classes look like. And we're here with Will Ruff, who is a senior viola and jazz student. Before diving into each interview, we'll briefly explain what each student's major really entails. Music students are obviously training to play or teach music professionally, which is to know how to play with others, and that's what Will said has been kind of lost in online instruction. What we're trying to figure out is we're talking to students who work with something that is tangible, that doesn't maybe doesn't translate online as well as other stuff. So what has your experience been this first week of going to online classes? It has been an interesting experience for sure. So the part that I thought would be maybe the worst, which is the instruction, taking private lessons from our teachers, mm-hmm. um, has actually not been too bad online. It's been a little bit strange getting used to looking at a video camera. But other than that, I think it's been a pretty, that's been pretty decent of a transition. What's really hard and been strange is the ensembles. You know, half of being a performance major or any type of music major for that matter is playing in ensembles so obviously we can't play together so we kind of just get together on group chat calls mm-hmm. and like look at each other awkwardly and not really <laughs> know what to do so <laughs> that's been the weird part is there really any way you can replicate like playing music with other people because i mean like in a video call it's always going to be a little off yeah yeah the latency for the videos is just too much to handle no we i don't think anybody's tried because we all just know it's not going to work the closest i've gotten to playing with other people is using a backing track practicing some jazz with a backing track but obviously that's not very close either so um yeah it's just uh it's just not the same and i guess for you personally since it lives your last semester you're kind of in the home stretch so what do your classes really look like at this point well i've got uh i'm really i finished most of my degree stuff well most of my like prerequisites and all that stuff so I could really work on my recital my jazz combo and uh taking a music in the real world class so kind of fun classes that I was really looking forward to and I actually set up to save till my last semester mm-hmm. um yeah so I don't have a huge workload but all the things I was looking forward to spending a lot of time on I'm not really able to spend time on my recitals canceled my jazz combo can't play so that's been kind of a bummer for your recital would you where would you have played that edge hall at uh, the- oh, okay where undergrads do their recital. Do you go in and is it like your professors and a couple others that you would play for or is it a larger group? That's uh yeah, that's a good question. Juries, uh, juries are kind of our like midterms for performance majors kind of. Um, and that is, uh, that's more like you just go into a room and play for faculty only. But our recitals are actually something where it's our own concert and we get to invite friends and family and oh. we dress up and it's kind of like, it's like a real concert. Um, so, but while they're, and there will also be faculty members there as well to grade us, but not anymore. I'm sure you play recitals otherwise, but like the one at the end of your undergrad, is that, that would normally be a big deal? Yeah, that would be the biggest, that was going to be the biggest deal. And I was making sure I was super prepared for it because my past two recitals, I was not extremely prepared. So it was pretty nerve wracking. So mm-hmm. I really uh, went the extra mile to learn my music early and uh, sure enough, not going to work out. But luckily my teacher, Miss Snyder, is going to let me come back next semester and do a recital because I'll still be in town, even though I'll be graduated. Mm-hmm. So just kind of like a, a last stretch glory recital so I can still get the satisfaction of playing in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, to have, like, that's a really big deal, and to have it cut off 
on such short notice. Do you think it'll be the same at all if you have to come back? I actually, I'm actually pretty happy about it now because uh, it's going to be low stress. The teachers have to grade us on other means now. So there's the grading aspects gone, the whole seriousness buildup of it's going to be gone. So I think I'm going to come to it um, with a fresh mindset and even more uh, more of it worked under my belt. So I'm, it's, it's looking to be somewhat of a positive now. Well, Will, those were really all my formal questions, unless there's anything you feel like we didn't hit on. As a PSA for, like, not a PSA, but just um, support musicians and... Uh, Make sure you support their Go GoFundMe or give them money on PayPal if they're doing a streaming thing. You know, it's really, I'm a gigging musician and make most of my income is from playing. Most of us have zero income now, just like a lot of people, but mm -hmm. musicians didn't have much to begin with. So we're uh, going from not much to nothing at all. So yeah. my, my last words would just be support your local musicians, make sure they're fed. And when we can go out and see live music again. I assume that's pretty common. Like in the music school, there's a lot of people that are, um, you're getting your income from the music you play. So yeah, exactly. I'm actually lucky. I'm, um, I teach online. That's my kind of my side mm. gig or now it's my main gig. But before I taught about eight or nine students online and those I've been able to maintain that income. So I've been lucky in that regard. Is now being online, uh, as an undergrad student, is that kind of shaping the way that you see like teaching online? Yeah, yeah, that's and that's actually one thing I was I've kind of seen as an upside. I get to see how my teacher teaches me online, and so I am able to shape my because I'm always trying to become a better teacher, mm -hmm. um, and because because I'm new to it, I'm absorbing and trying to see how other people teach, and so it's been cool to see how my teacher teaches me online and how I can maybe incorporate that into my teaching practices as well. So that's another nice silver lining. Yeah, there you go. Silver linings. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's all I had. So thanks for talking to me, Will. Yeah, thanks so much, Luke. I appreciate you, uh, you talking. And now we're joined by Clay Shell, who is a senior printmaking major. Printmaking is the production and reproduction of art by printing. The work involves various analog and digital techniques, all of which require a specific set of tools that Clay says just really aren't accessible to the vast majority of art students when they're at home. We are talking to students who have majors that are like tangible work and how that's transitioning to online. So with something like printmaking, how has that process kind of worked out? Um, so at first, um, like as all of this is kind of unfolding, we just started to receive emails here and there from our professors that were asking for input. They were kind of just giving us surveys and asking kind of generalized questions about ideas that we were having for how to proceed, keeping in mind resources that we had in our own homes, because so much of printmaking is it's all based on the resources we have in the building, which is now locked um, yeah. and inaccessible to us. There's not really any great way to um, reproduce the experience mm -hmm. of like screen printing, you know, where you're using these like incredibly expensive tools that I couldn't really access anywhere except for at school. Yeah, so it's beyond just being a bit of an inconvenience, but it's actually the things that you need to do the work that you want to do can't be accessed at this point. Yeah, it's hard because like a lot of the stuff is so wrapped up in the resources we have available only at school. The stuff, you know, that I've been wanting to make is larger scale and like it, it's hard to, you have to completely reorient what you want to be making if a lot of that is contingent on the resources you have available. 
How do you think your professors and department specifically have done? They kind of consulted with y'all on what you think would be the best thing going forward. Do you think they've done a good job overall? I think that some of the professors have done a really great job. Um, I have one specific professor, Eileen, and she has like been keeping up with us regularly, like every week has been kind of like sending us thoughts she's been having on like how she can make this the best experience it could be made. She sent us um, care packages in the mail with like some of the resources she had that we might not have access to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, as like a person by person basis, she specifically has, I think, done a really incredible job hearing our needs and our concerns and then responding in a pretty great way. Mm-hmm. And have you seen any of the other side of that coin where maybe it's not a bad experience per se, but there's not as much room for student feedback on something like this? I don't know. I think that like my only kind of pet peeve has been some of our like lesser important classes. Like it's hard to like be like this class isn't as important. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, with our, our priorities as like art majors specifically is like doing the work, getting it done, adapting. I definitely have some classes that are kind of within the art department, but, like, that are assigning more things. They're like, oh, well, now you have all this time. You can write even more papers and make videos. (laughs) And it's kind of, like, baffling to me that some of these areas are, like, (laughs) just kind of, like, doubling down and being like, oh, this is a great time to, like, really amp up the workload. I'm having a hard enough time, like, you know, trying to make up for all this, like, lost time and lost resources but i'm like i really don't have the time or energy to write all these papers all right clay well thanks for giving some perspective yeah of course and we're here with emma grimsley who is a sophomore fabric design student Fabric design is obviously the design of fabrics for various uses, whether it be for fashion or fine art, the work is tangible, and to critique work requires someone to see it up close and feel it, which is what Emma says can't really happen over a Zoom call. How have your classes changed since COVID-19 is making everyone work from home? So my classes have changed pretty drastically. A lot of the classes that I was in are all project-based. A lot of them had projects that were halfway done that we couldn't even finish because they were all in the studio and then all the studios got locked. So I've had some teachers mail us supplies to do projects Mm -hmm. and then I've had other teachers just completely change the syllabus so that we would be doing projects based off of what we have at home. UGA Fabric Design on Instagram was talking about they were mailing y'all boxes. So like, what, what would that be essentially? We got a box full of pretty much every single thing we would need to complete a project. So she mailed us like paint and paintbrushes and paper and all kinds of supplies. And then we're doing Zoom calls kind of like before, during and after the project. And she's giving us like demonstrations over Zoom to teach us how to use the supplies and what she wants us to do. And then we're doing all of our critiques via Zoom. So a lot of critiques will send in pictures or videos of our work They'll put it in a PowerPoint and then show it, like kind of share the screen on Zoom. And then we'll talk about what we're doing and what we have done. And then that's kind of how we're showing everyone what we've mm-hmm. what we've been working on. And I guess with art, there is that aspect of it being like really tangible. So being able to see it in person is kind of a big deal. So have you found like it doesn't work as well when you're Zoom showing stuff to people? Yeah, it definitely doesn't work as well. I'm in a sewing class right now and we're making pillows and so I have a feeling that's going to be really difficult Mm -hmm. to show um, 
because um, a lot of that is such small detail that you want to see in person and like even feel and stuff. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be very different. And I have a feeling our professors are going to have to be a lot more kind of relaxed about everything, especially with things like sewing, because we can't go out and buy materials. So we're kind of having to like cut up random things we have around our house to make what we need to make. Going out like fabric stores probably aren't considered essential businesses at this point. So are you kind of having to be more resourceful in that way? Yes. I've been cutting up like blankets and sheets and um, been running out of things and we just have to kind of deal with it. And I know a lot of fabric stores, some of them are still open, but you can still order stuff. And I've been working on sewing masks to donate. And a lot of that has been based off of like just putting out like Facebook messages or Instagram messages to people asking if they have things around their house and then kind of collecting things from people around us. So you're sewing masks and donating to where exactly? Most of them right now are to families and doctors that my family knows. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people that just like through Instagram have seen it that still have to work or work like in nursing homes and stuff. And so they've been messaging me ordering masks so that they can go work and they can go be out and do what they need to do. Why did you decide to go into that? Yeah, well, I mean, there's just such a huge need for it. And again, I've been in that sewing class this semester. And so we've kind of learned all kinds of um, techniques and stuff. And so I figured, you know, being a fabric design major, that was kind of, you know, a skill that I have that I can use to be helpful and to help all the people that are out risking their lives every day for everyone. And so it's just kind of been my way of, you know, contributing to this crazy time that we're in and kind of doing my my part to help when I can. What, have you felt like your professors and your department in general have been doing a good job? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, again, everyone's been very understanding. So there's been lots of Zoom calls and lots of kind of just reworking projects and trying to see if we can still learn the curriculum, but just kind of in a different way. And that was the front page. The Front Page is a production of the Red and Black Publishing Company, co-produced by Luke Guillory, Kira Posey, and Stephen Barr. The Front Page is sponsored by the Cox Institute for Journals of Innovation, Management, and Leadership. Thanks for listening. We hope you tune in next time.